It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we get back to domestic football after a big week in Europe Rangers need to bounce back from their disappointing night in Belgium When they host Kilmarnock Celtic are without Rio Hatate for the trip to Ross County Can managerless Motherwell make it 2 from 2 against St Johnston And will Aberdeen or St Mirren get their first league win? Lots of questions and the men to try and help answer them Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Well last weekend's shortcomings have to be this weekend's improvements for Celtic and Rangers And Postacoglu said Celtic were wasteful on the opening day against Aberdeen He won't stand for the same against Ross County Rangers lost a sloppy goal against Livingston last weekend And then another two on Tuesday night in Europe They need to be better at the back and in the middle and up front when they take on Kilmarnock at Ibrox as for the two Saints they're going to Aberdeen and Motherwell struggling and I don't hold out much hope for either of them they'll be delighted to hear yeah looking forward to my first full Saturday of the season it seems like a long time since I've been here and it's quite unusual that Rangers and Celtic both play at 3 o'clock on a Saturday and different games Rangers like Hugh says has have to bounce back after the disappointments of midweek Celtic on a high Started well at home But got a tricky tie Away to Ross County side Who lost last week At Tynecastle But looked impressive And for Aberdeen Against St Mirren Well Jim Goodwin Has transformed his team They started decent Against Celtic last week He'll see this As the time To kick start his season And for Motherwell If Stevie Hamill Wins this one Will he get the job? Only week two Into the new season Gordon I must admit I'm missing Roger already um, <laughs> I think we're in for A few exciting games This afternoon Really looking forward to it Sun shining The guys are out of the grounds They're going to pr- pr- Bring us Plenty of goals and was that? Bring You're missing Roger that much Plenty <laughs> of goals And plenty of excitement I'm up for it today boys Whilst he puts his teeth back in Let me tell you how this is going to work We're here until 6 o'clock So strap yourselves in You just know that Scottish football Never disappoints When it comes to drama And controversy And talking points They are guaranteed This afternoon so we'll take you through the build-up We'll give you every kick of the ball that matters And then of course the open line Your chance to have your say When it's all said and done We'll give you the number a bit later on But in the meantime Let's get stuck into some really tasty fixtures This afternoon at Ibrox We've got Rangers against Kilmarnock Andrew McLean has an eye on that one Yeah well for the second season running Rangers find themselves in the exact same scenario at the start of the season. They beat Livingston on the opening day of the league campaign last season as they did this season. They then lost the first leg of their Champions League qualifier to Malmo with the same happening in Belgium on Tuesday. Things then went from bad to worse last season because on match day two of the Premiership season they lost away to Tanadai so Rangers will be hoping for a different result today as they host newly promoted Kilmarnock and they've got a key man back in the squad Alfredo Morelos available for the first time since March and you won't miss him as well. He's gone peroxide blonde with his hair but he'll have to make any impact from the bench today because it is Antonio Cholak that gets the nod ahead of him as for Kilmarnock they scored plenty of goals in the League Cup group stages and they opened their league season with a solid draw against Dundee United last week Ash Taylor scoring an injury time equaliser for them Derek McInnes will be hoping that he can shock his former Ibrox teammate Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and get a result here today. As for the team news, four changes for Rangers. Out go Barisic, Jack, Kamara and Matondo. In come Ridvan Yilmaz who comes in for his first start. Davis, Lawrence and Wright also win as well. So John McLaughlin in goal for Rangers. 
In the back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, James Sands and Red Van Yilmaz. It'll be John Lundstrom and Stephen Davis, the two holding midfielders, with Tom Lawrence, Malik Tillman and Scott Wright in behind Antonio Cholak. As for Kilmarnock, well, three out for them. Uh, Lewis Mayo, he's on loan from Rangers, so he uh, can't play in this one. He drops out as to Kerr McEnroy and Liam Polworth. In come Dorset, uh, Jarrell Dorset, who only joined in the last 24 hours. Murray and Donnelly also wins. Samuel Walker in goal for Kilmarnock at Ibrooks. The back three. Jarrell Dorset, Ash Taylor and Joe Wright the midfield five Ryan Alabiosu Fraser Murray Alan Power Liam Donnelly and Rory McKenzie and two up front Ollie Shaw and a man who knows Ibrox very well Kyle Lafferty Interesting team news coming from Ibrox let's think about some of the main headlines Hugh Keevans we're thinking the goalkeeper last night it was hot topic and well I think we knew the answer but it's yep. there He's much maligned and I think unfairly because he kept Rangers in Europe midweek He may have been at fault for the first goal I think that's undeniable But thereafter he kept Rangers in it They wouldn't have a tie on Tuesday to be worried about So I agree with the decision to go with McLaughlin Cholak has to overcome the early criticism of him And uh, uh, Morelos I think will come on At some later stage in the game Assuming Rangers are okay in the match Because I think his comeback is entirely about Tuesday night USG, a two goal deficit And Rangers' absolute need not to go out Yeah, I mean, Gordon, there are a few mm. changes there So they're all interesting We've got the return of Alfredo Morelos As Hugh has already alluded to I mean, that's your answer If there was any doubts about who the first choice keeper mm. is It's clearly John McLaughlin at the moment So um, quite a lot to get through there For the Rangers fans who are on their way to the game yeah, um, I'm not surprised with a few changes, Gordon. Obviously, with the quality of the squad and the quality of the players are bringing in, it doesn't really weaken them. I think the big thing this afternoon is for the centre forward, Cholak. He's come in for a bit of criticism. He's hardly in the door. Um, but we all know, as a striker, when you sign for a club like Rangers, the first thing you need is that first goal. And I think he will have a Plenty of opportunities this afternoon. I think Rangers will dominate most of that game. He'll be desperate to get that first goal, get the fans on his side. He's come in for that criticism. He's got to be big. He's got to be brave. He's got to answer that. And by answering that is by putting the ball in the back of the net and the boy will be looking for a goal today. I think he'll benefit from Davis playing as well. You know, Steve Davis always want to look forward when he's got the ball. But Scott Wright as well. You know, finished the season so strong last season. Supplying them uh, with balls into the box And I think the Rangers fans going along the day Will be excited to see Yilmaz I mean it, Internationalist Barisic has been Hit and miss really for the past year Thir uh, Tuesday night he, he wasn't at his best I think Yilmaz if he has a good performance tonight He can quickly establish himself As first choice left back Yeah um, I, I think all Rangers fans will be excited to see him Gordon come on a sub the other night there um, listen, I think that position's there for the taking I think there's a lot of doubters against Barisic I said in the show on Thursday night I still like him I think he's got plenty, plenty of quality But it's competition for places And I, I, I totally agree with uh, Mark I think the introduction this afternoon of Davis Midley Park Can pick that pass, can pick that run And I think hopefully for Rangers And uh, obviously Jolak he'll, he'll benefit from that Here's Giovanni van Bronckhorst it's a team who come uh, from a championship with a with a coach who likes to play, uh, you know, good football. You know, Derek McInnes, I think he's doing a lovely job at uh, at Kilmarnock. You know, I know him personally. I play with him, so it's always nice to see, 
your your ex teammates uh, getting to management as well. So I'm really looking forward to to meeting uh, Derek again. You know, our 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 improving point needs to be, uh, you know, when we are when we're on the ball to improve what we uh, what we didn't do well on Tuesday. We have to improve. Uh, against Kilmarnock with our positions, with our speed of play, with our movements, the runs, creating chances, you know, those uh, are the areas we have to improve. So, not often in any season we get Rangers and Celtic at three o'clock on a Saturday, but that is the nature of it all today. But Celtic with a bit further to travel up to Dingwall and David Friel has made the journey as well, David. Yeah, Gordon, a potentially tricky trip for Celtic up in the Highlands and there are a couple of changes to the team. Ange Postacoglu said yesterday that Rio Hatati would miss out through injury and as expected David Turnbull takes his place in the Celtic midfield. But there is one further change from the team that beat Aberdeen 2-0 last week and it's Moritz Gent who comes in for his full debut in central defence. The German replaces Stephen Welsh. He's completely absent from the squad so I don't know whether he's picked up a knock or something, but he's not even on the bench. He's run through the Celtic team for you. It's Joe Hart in goals as normal. Joseph Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Moritz Jens and Greg Taylor at the back. Midfield three of Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly and David Turnbull with Jota, Kyogo and Dyson Maida up front. Ange Postacolo to quote Hugh Keevans had a bit of a scowl in his face after Aberdeen win and admitted his side had been wasteful in the final third. I did wonder if Giorgio Chakamakis or Leal Abada could potentially start after making an impact off the bench, but... Both are among the subs again. The Celtic subs are Sigrid, Starfelt, Yakimakis, Abada, Moy, McCarthy, Burnaby, Forrest and Ralston. I think there's no doubt Ange Postacoglu will be looking for a more clinical performance against Ross County, but they did make life difficult for Celtic last season. Everyone remembers Tony Ralston's 97th minute winner last December. And Celtic don't have it, have it always their own way in Dingwall. You know, they've won, I think, I look back, I think they've been here 16 times. They've won 11, but County do get the odd win, they do get the odd draw, and Celtic... You know, we'll have it hard today in County, we'll feel we can take something, especially after last week's 2-1 defeat against Hearts, you know, but County had some real positives from that game, Malky Mackay added nine players over the summer, he's still bedding them all in, I thought Aurora Edwards was really good last week, I thought Josh Sims was really good last week, but both are on the bench today, and I think that's just a sign that Malky Mackay is just going to stiffen up his team a little bit, David Kincola and Ben Payton, probably more industrious midfielders come in for them. Ross County line up, Ross Laidlaw in goals, a back four of Connor Raldin, eh, Randall, Jack Baldwin, Alec Yakavite and Ben Purrington. Midfield three of David Kankola, Jordan Tilson and Ross Callahan, with Ben Payton and Dominic Samuel in behind Jordi Hirola. Subs for Ross County are Eastwood, Edwards, Danda, Sims, Johnson, Latoury, Harmon, Oglebe and White. And the referee at the Global Energy Stadium is Don Robertson. And let's hear from both managers in that one then. The home boss, Malky Mackay, first up. We know exactly what we're going to face. Uh, I think Ange has kicked Celtic on to a new level and that's great credit to him he's, he's clearly recruited well but at the same time I think he's, he's coached the team well and he's put his stamp on the team um, and they're a, they're a terrific team to watch um, if you're a neutral and it's a big challenge for teams playing against them which it will be for us um, but at the same time we had good games against them last year and um, certainly up here it's um, it, was, it was reasonably tight so we've got to make sure that, that we realise it's a challenge but at the same time um, we've got to go out there and have confidence to go and try and um, score goals and win the game as well. He sets his teams up to be aggressive, you know, and you know you're going to get an aggressive game, which I think is always a good challenge, um, home or away. You know, they'll uh, um, they started the season I thought strongly last week. I thought they were in the first half they were they were good value for getting a couple of goals. Um, didn't end up that way, but um, they look like they've picked up where they left off last year, even though they've, they've had a, a bit of a change in personnel. But in terms of their 
intent. It's from what I saw last week uh, against Hearts, it's the same. You know, they're going to be aggressive with and without the ball. And, um, you know, that sets us up for a good challenge. But, you know, from our perspective, nothing really changes. You know, we, we've just got to make sure we, we bring our best game and play our football. And when we do that, uh, we know we're hard to stop. It's a big week at Fir Park, lots going on. So to mark the occasion, we've sent a Motherwell legend to Fir Park in Fraser Wisher this afternoon. Fraser, take it away. I don't know about that. There are a few Motherwell legends here, I'm sure, but I don't know if I'm one. But Stevie <laughs> Hamill definitely is with his 530 plus appearances, I think the highest number of appearances post war for Motherwell. And it might turn out to be an important day for him, as you were suggesting there. Gordon thrust into the spotlight, he probably wouldn't have expected to be. Eight days ago when Graham Alexander lost his job, but Stevie has made it clear that he would like to become the next Motherwell manager. And I think he'd be a popular choice amongst the fans, given the fact he spent almost his entire career playing left-back for the club. And with the club looking to a point soon, a win today against St Johnson would do his chances. No harm coming in the back of an opening day. 1-0 victory away to St Man last weekend. I was there, they didn't play particularly well but they got the three points, which is the most important thing. And Stevie's pretty much stuck by the Graham Alexander team information. There was a determination and, and fight in their play that was perhaps missing against Sligo Rovers. And he has had to make, though, a couple of enforced changes. No fancy their chances against a St. Johnson team, which has changed dramatically over the summer and is still not quite firing as Callum Davidson would like during the early part of this season. And lots of pundits tip, including myself, to go down. Nine new signings over the summer. Eight started last weekend. But in this league, there isn't much time to find form or else you could be really isolated at the bottom of the table. And after a poor season last year, Callum will want to get the points on the board very quickly. He likes a Carey, Murphy, McPherson. They can bring a creativity to the play and they might enjoy this perfect surface, beautiful surface as always here, and the ability to hit on the break. So plenty of talking points, Gordon, ahead of this game. Fascinating to see how it pans out. For Mother, as I said, two enforced changes. Ricky Lamy suspended after his red card last weekend and Jake Carroll's injured income. O'Donnell and Mugabe. The interesting thing is that Liam Kelly is still captain in goals back for Paul McGinn, Bevis Mugabe, Sondre Solheim Johansson and Stephen O'Donnell. Midfield three of Blair Spittle, Barry Maguire and Sean Goss. And up front, Josh Morris, Kevin Van Veen and Connor Shields. Subs, Scott Fox, Joe Efford, Johanny Ojala, Dean Cornelius, Ross Tierney. Perhaps because Stephen Hamill was the youth director here. Four young players, Robert Mahan, Ewan Wilson, Keen Spears, who came off the bench last week, and Mark Ferry. Just one change, maybe surprising. After a disappointing performance by St Johnson, that's enforced as well. Murray Davison was sent off in that game and Cammy McPherson comes in. So Remy Matthews in goals, Ryan McGowan, Alec Mitchell and Andy Constein at the back. A midfield four of Dre Wright, Melka Halberg, who's captains today, Cammy McPherson and Adam Montgomery with Graham Carey and Jimmy Murphy behind the strike with Theo Blair. On the bench, a few more names coming back from injury for St Johnson, which is good to see. Elliot Parrish, James Brown, Michael O'Halloran, Cammy Ballantyne, Liam Crawford, Ali Crawford, Liam Gordon, sorry, Ali Crawford. Stevie May, Max Kurichavi and John Mahan and the referee today for Park is Willie Collum Looking forward to that one of course all eyes on the dugout what will the outcome be for Stevie Hamill what will that do to his chances of becoming Motherwell manager on a permanent basis uh, let's go to Pitodri because it's a big game for Aberdeen and St Mirren Dave Galloway is there Thanks Gordon it's 11 signings and counting for Aberdeen after 20 year old midfielder Leighton Clarkson joined this morning on a season long loan from Liverpool and Jim Goodwin is urging his much changed side to approach what he calls a run of very winnable games in August on the front foot starting this afternoon hardly anybody of course expected the Dons to beat Celtic last weekend but things will be much different uh, leading into today's match however this is just the sort of encounter 
they struggled in last season and they'll be determined to put all that right during this campaign. St Mirren, they've had a difficult start to the campaign, failing to reach the League Cup's knockout stages and losing at home to Motherwell seven days ago in their Premiership opener. But Stephen Robinson, he's made nine new signings himself, of course. He'll look to take positives from that performance into today after the team created plenty chances, had plenty pressure and they forced well keeper Liam Kelly into making some quite superb saves. Quick look at the teams then for Aberdeen. Firstly, uh, income scales, out drops Paul Vara, so it's Ruse in goals, a back four of Richardson, Stewart, Scales and Coulson, Ramadani and McCrory sitting. Further forwards, we have Kennedy, Basawan and Hayes with Mayovsky uh, leading the line for the Dons. Substitutes uh, Lewis, Lopez, Watkins, Clarkson, the new arrival, straight into the squad. Uh, Paul Vara, Duncan, Milne, Roberts and Ramirez. Three changes to tell you about for uh, St Mirren. Income, Kilty, Tate and Main out. Drop Tanzer, O'Hara and Greaves. So they will line up with Carson uh, in goals at the back. Strain, Gallagher, Shocknessy and Dunn. Uh, midfield, Tate, Bacchus, Erehon and Kilty. Up top, Ayunga and Main. Their substitutes today are Minsky, Flynn, Brophy, Henderson, Reed, Olusanya, Greave, Offord and Taylor. And your match referee here at Pataudry is Alan Muir. Now we're spreading the net far and wide. We're going to dip into the championship because there's some fantastic fixtures going on there. One of them's Partick Thistle Hamilton, and Roger Hanna is the man for that one. Yeah, and it's the Jags' first home league game of the championship season. Their boy been a terrific 3 2 win at the promotion favourites Dundee last weekend. Unsurprisingly, it's an unchanged side. Ian McCall even down to the substitutes it's David Mitchell in goal to back four Kyle Turner Jack McMillan Kevin Holt and Harry Milne midfield Cole McKinnon Ross Doherty and Stuart Bannigan and up top Stephen Lawless Brian Graham and Aidan Fitzpatrick on the bench Snedden Brownlee Tiffany Dowds Westland Mullen Stanway Lyon and McKenzie as for Aki's well, they started the league campaign a 1-1 home draw against Morton but that was played with more than half the game down to 10 men after Sean Want's red card Want and striker Andy Ryan who scored in the game they both miss out today that means Regan Mimno and Johnny and Gandu get starts for John Rankin so it's Ryan Fulton in goal the back four of Mike Doyle, Dan O'Reilly, Brian Easton and Matthew Shields Midfield Stephen Lawson Scott Martin and Regan Mimno and up top Lewis Smith, Andy Winter and Johnny Ngandu, their substitutes Jamie Smith, Spence, Brown, Owens McGinn, Oney, Newbury and a contender Gordon for the best name in Scottish football he only signed a season long loan from Fulham this morning, international clearance only arrived for the Ackies at lunchtime so we can welcome John Pierre Teehee to Scottish football and Hamilton have confirmed that's how you pronounce it Teehee referee here this afternoon is Craig Napier and I'd just like to confirm Gordon I'm missing Daz too and he's missing something at Furhill because at half time the entertainment today is going to be educational street theatre performances the Parasite Street Science Performance is a collaboration between the University of Glasgow and Surge Theatre and it's intended to raise awareness of the work being done to fight infectious diseases in Africa such as sleeping sickness in Malawi there you are Roger, I hate to disappoint you, but he actually word for word told me that on the drive in. He's he's all across it. His interpretive uh, dance performances or whatever it was. Um, and if you believe that, you'll believe anything. You should see the look in his face right now. I've not seen him look so confused in quite some time, and that is saying something. Yeah, I don't think he's been that confused. He's just out 
found that old cup final strip down the back of the wardrobe last week. <laughs> you think we could get you over to Firhill in time for the the interview? You could, no, you could take think, that and give us a review. I think Big review for the, the Sunday Times doing very well. So you know, that was great information he gave us. You, Roger, will never let us down. You know, the last dancer he remembers is Gene Kelly. I think we'll move on. Right, it's time for us. <laughs> To reset because we're going to go back around the grounds We've got some big team news to react to Across the board and we'll do that next Action as it happens And your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Four big games in the Scottish Premiership this afternoon It's not often we get Glasgow's big two at three o'clock on a Saturday We've got fantastic fixtures down the divisions as well A big week to look back on and it really is all happening. Stay in touch on Twitter throughout the afternoon at Clyde SSB and I'll give you the nod when it's time to phone in on the open line a bit later on. Let's go back to Dingwall and reflect on some of the team news there with David Friel. I mean, David, the, the major piece of team news going into this was the absence of Rio Hatati, but I think everyone could probably see the David Turnbull-shaped replacement coming, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I mean, asked Ange Postacol about this yesterday and he, he sort of kind of bristled at the suggestion that David Turnbull was a replacement as such. You know, as far as he's concerned, he's got a full squad of players who are more than capable of coming in and I think he's probably been waiting to give David Turnbull his chance again. You know, you remember he obviously just come back from his hamstring injury towards the end of last season. It was a real serious one. He was probably bedded in towards the final few games. It's a good pre-season and I expect David Turnbull to make a real impact today for Celtic. Gordon, you know, top player, quality player, always creates, gets gets on the ball. I mean, I think Celtic will miss Rio Hattati's industry, but you know, if you want a replacement, if, if we're allowed to call him as such, I think David Turnbull's ideal. What did you make of the Celtic team, Mark Wilson? I don't think there's many surprises. Like you say, Hattati, you know, it was known he was injured. Turnbull, I mean, he was incredible last season up until he got injured. So I don't think there's any problems there. When he came on last week, he had an impact as well. The interesting thing was Welsh. Obviously, I don't think anyone really knew that he was going to miss out for the full squad. And Yen's coming in, well, it's a first look at him for, for many. Um, a big game away from home. Starfield is on the bench, but just a wee bit... Uh, short. Short, yeah, and match, match fitness at the minute. So it's an opportunity for Jens. If Jens does well and looks like he strikes up a good uh, partnership with Carter Vickers, then who knows? Ange Postacoglu might just go for it. That, really, that was really cute how you two finish each other's yeah. sentences. You yeah, obviously yeah. spend a lot of time together and Hugh Keevans knows when you're floundering and need the, help. The, the He's yeah. looking for a word there. <laughs> Can the, team, find? the team that talks together stays together. <laughs> uh, I think the two changes are enforced, obviously. Welsh and Tati injury. I think the other nine who started against Aberdeen have been left there for one reason. Ange Postacoglu is saying to them, you made me less than happy last weekend. You better make me more than happy this weekend. You know, I, I said last night on Super Scoreboard, there was a scowl on his face after the game and he did say they were wasteful. David Friel's now talking and using the word bristled uh, in connection with Ange yesterday when we were talking about Turnbull coming in. So... Ange Postacoglu believes that the season has started. No bedding in time for anyone. This is game two. You won game one, but you were less than your best. This is game two. I don't care where it is. I don't care about what's happened in the past at Dingwall. You have the quality to beat Ross County. What we're saying, Hugh, is if everyone was fit, uh, he'd have probably went with the same standard yeah. 11 as last week. I'm a bit, yeah, okay, the two uh, changes, obviously, because of the injuries. Um, I've no problem I'm a massive fan of Turnbull I think he brings so much to Celtic Goals, set plays 
Um, I just think he's a terrific player. Uh, he will be a big part of uh, Celtic going forward this season. Um, I'm a bit surprised. Jackamakis, for me, could have maybe got a, a shout if he was going to really mix one or two things up. He might just look at Kyogo and think, right, OK, we're going to give you more uh, game time, keep you going and try and get you started off with a, a, a few goals this afternoon. But... It'll be interesting to see how he uses his substitutions up there. But I totally agree. I don't think it's a replacement. I think he uses as a squad because he's got quality players all around the pitch. And I suppose, David Friel, it's always exciting to see any new signing start a game. This will be the first of Celtic's new signings to start a, a league match in, in Moritz Jens at the back. Yeah, yeah, Gordon. I mean, he obviously had a good ground at Fulham. Worked close with Peter Grant there. Got a move to Luzon, then Lorient uh, last summer as well. I just really feel sorry for Stephen Welsh, you know, because I think in anyone's career, you're looking for a little break. You know, Cal Starfield get injured, opened the door for Stephen Welsh. You know, he's in the team ahead of Gents, ahead of Julian, ahead of Starfield at the moment. And then I don't know what's happened, but it's clearly enforced, and Stephen Welsh suddenly finds himself out of the squad. Cal Starfield's back in the bench. Gents is getting a game. And you just wonder, will they get another break somewhere down the line? So, I think it's good for Celtic fans to get a look at Morris Gent and see what he's going to bring. He's certainly a big lad, athletic. I think he'll probably play in the left of the kind of middle two beside Carter Vickers. Um, but my heart does go out to Stephen Welsh a little bit. It's obviously bad fortune for him. It's bad fortune for him, but I think Stephen Welsh can hold his head high for every time he's come in and played for Celtic, that he's never let anybody down. Scores an important goal last week because it gets your season up and running. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that this is the end of him just because Jens has come in. I think he'll, he'll still find his way into Ange Postecoglou's side. The interesting thing was reading the papers today, and it would have been David's article that Ange Postecoglou is saying that he, you know, he had players for every position. He's starting eleven wasn't necessarily starting eleven for the full season, and that he can chop and change. I think that's. That's always going to be a plus point. The depth that Celtic have got at the start of this season compared to last season is night and day. So I, I understand what David's saying, and, and I, I think he's totally 100%. You know, Welch has been a sort of a... You know, he's been in, then Starfelt came in last year, and that was a partnership with Carter Vickers, and you've got to be patient, you've got to wait your turn. The boy waited his turn, he played last week, he got the opening goal, all of a sudden you're thinking, right, okay, I can I can stake a claim here and really go forward and try and get my career up and running. I've got the position at this moment in time because I think that if Welsh was fit, he'd have certainly played this afternoon, no doubt in that. Um, so I can understand that the boy obviously has picked up an knock or whatever it may be, he'll be really disappointed because... What a, what a greater way Scoring the opening goal Celtic Park Against Aberdeen Having a really good performance You want to kick on for that And then it's one step back This is again. a different test For whoever's playing Central defence for Celtic today And it is Jens And Carter Vickers Because of what I saw Of Ubura Edwards At Tynecastle He's all about Sharpness He's a, just a Box of tricks uh, So it's not about Physicality uh, you, you've just got to be as lively as this guy is uh, so it's a different test but as I say Ans Postecoglou thought that Celtic were wasteful he's looking for Celtic in the first half at Dingwall to get on the front foot get in front and hold on to that lead not, to hold, not necessarily hold on to it to increase it and have a better all round performance than they did last weekend there was a time, David Friel, where we would just throw the, the, the tag of difficult place to go at Dingwall Quite simply because it was a bit far away And it was a small stadium and a small pitch and all the rest of it But, you know, this Malky Mackay side, you look at 
The Anthony Ralston night As Hugh Keevans calls it It took Celtic to the 97th minute Rangers had their own problems there last season Ross County went on a fantastic run Are there now a number of factors That can make this a tough place to go? Yeah, it's not just about the venue, the trip, the travel, the kind of smaller stadium, tighter pitch. Yeah, but Ross County are a good team. You know, I think Tony Ralston's winner. I think I don't think Ross County lost in our home game until Celtic came again in April. I could be wrong, but it was it was a you know a good number of months they went unbeaten at home, and I think that's obviously there's factors in terms of the venue and everything. But they've got a good team. I think Malcolm Mackay is a very good manager. I remember at the end of the, the season I said that Hibs could do a lot worse. And go and get him. I think he works the transfer market really well. You know, Malky worked down in England for a long, long time. He's got great contacts. He just seems to unearth these gems. You know, Ross County lost. Megan Charles Cook and Joseph Hungbo and that. But judging by last week, they've replaced him with players maybe not as good, but just up there and real works in progress. And maybe with you, I think whoever's playing at the back for Celtic, it is Gents and Carter Vickers, are going to have to go on their toes because Ross County will get in about Celtic today. Going to be a fascinating one in the Highlands A bit closer to home Rangers against Kilmarnock Andrew McLean uh, is looking ahead to that one And I suppose Andrew It's you know a very interesting test for Kilmarnock Who are just promoted I think they play Celtic soon They've got a really tough opening to life back in the top flight Yeah I mean it's certainly not the type of fixture That I think Derek McInnes would have wanted This early in the campaign But it'll be interesting to see just how Kilmarnock cope with it I saw them a couple of times towards the end of last season in the championship I covered a couple of games for Super Scoreboard and they very much looked like a championship side yes they were the best team in the division and they finished with the most points but they had the look of a team that needed to make a lot of signings if they wanted to make an impact in the top division and Dan McInnes has gone out and he's made plenty of signings I think there will still be more to come but you look at the likes of Ryan Alabiosu who's a right wing back who's come in on loan from Arsenal who is rated very highly they've signed Jarrell Dorset on loan in the last 24 hours as well Kyle Lafferty staying on as a big one Jordan Jones returning so Kilmarnock have made plenty of changes in the transfer market it'll be interesting to see how they all gel in and how they'll cope in a game like this uh, Yeah and I suppose Gordon Diel again the number of talking points already in the season for that Rangers team how can we overlook the fact that Alfredo Morelos is back and available well, I can imagine with the fact of one eye on Tuesday night's important game, Gordon, that he certainly will get game time. Um, how long that will be up to the manager and how the game's going today. I think that's a big boost for Rangers. I really do. I know the lad up front's come in. It's still early. He needs that first goal, Jolak. But I think with the return of Morelis, it gives the squad such a boost. And uh, it'll be interesting to see when he comes on the pitch today because I guarantee you he'll certainly come on at one point. Do you think, Gordon, he last played March, Rangers beat Dundee 2-1. Do you think he'd be anywhere near the place today were it not for the fact that Rangers now have this game against USG on Tuesday night with... A multi-million pound side state I think this was always the time frame though I think you know If you go back a couple of weeks Go back to before The USG game Way before I think there was always meant to be a chance That he could he could play him One of those legs of that So I think we're pretty much on track I take the point And now Maybe becomes more about Managing his game time today So yep. that he can He can play a, a bigger part on On it's got to be a gamble But it's clearly a gamble That Giovanni Van Bronckers thinks Is worth taking Yeah but well he's he's been in training For a couple of weeks now. now I get the old match fitness But You've got a striker like Morelos Who I mean that's in the best possible way Isn't he quite Six pack material <laughs> And you know what Hitting the gym all the time 
Not like yourself Not like myself But it doesn't really rely on Being out and out A fitness fanatic I think you can You can play him I think half hour of the day I think he'd be No problems at all with that He, he would occupy those centre halves fine And you wouldn't bet against him scoring If he does that It's a big call Do you then start him? Because Joe like Coming in for some criticism Such a huge game on Tuesday I think Van Bronckhurst would be where, where, the problem will, where the problem will be is a Cholak scores today It changes It mm-hmm. changes everything for me Gordon Because let me tell you When you go to clubs like this Centre forward Everybody says yeah we look at performances You're judged in goals You have to start scoring goals If he scores he could become such a different player All of a sudden the confidence The pressure lifted off his shoulders And then on Tuesday night you can say Yeah and you go again if he doesn't score, he has another quiet game. I think you've really got to go with Morelos on Tuesday night. Too and, big a game for me. And again, Hugh, to consider the week that we've had, it is obvious that any even slight mistake from John McLaughlin is just yeah. going to be highlighted more because Alan McGregor's on the bench. This is just a situation that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and Rangers are just going to have to, to work through and, and hope that there aren't mistakes because everyone will just ask the question again if John McLaughlin makes any mistakes today we'll need to put an asbestos covering over the phones at 5 o'clock because they'll be too hot to handle Uh, but I think the goalkeeper is maligned unfairly I think uh, you know people are talking about him in no man's land against Livingston I think that's unfair Uh, there were defensive mistakes and Joel Nubley scored a terrific goal yes in Belgium he should have done better with the first goal. Thereafter, he kept Rangers in the tie. Well, Glasgow's big two got very different challenges this afternoon. Interesting fixture, certainly here in Glasgow and in the Highlands. We're going to go around the rest of the grounds next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Building up to the three o'clock games, just 15 minutes away. Rangers, Kilmarnock, Ross County, Celtic. Let's turn our attentions to the other two Premiership fixtures, in particular Motherwell against St Johnston. Fraser Wishart is there, and the managerial situation is a fascinating one. Fraser, what what impact does today's result have on Stevie Hamill's chances of getting the job? Should it work that way? Can it come down to whether you win or not in one single game, or is that just the nature of football that it can sway you one way or the other? Oh, absolutely, yeah. and I think it also depends on what type of character type of person Motherwell are looking for. In recent years, it's always been somebody who's who's got a you know a, a knowledge and contacts in the English lower leagues because that's where they get most of the players. But uh, you know, I'm told the Motherwell have got some really good young players coming through. And I mentioned there, you know, there's Mahon, Wilson, Spears, who I saw last week at Simon uh, and Ferry are on the bench. So Stevie's maybe pushing them forward. So if they want that type of character, they want somebody who's going to develop the younger players. And Stevie Hamill could be could be ideally positioned because he's been involved in that side for the last four or five years. But it's crazy football the way management goes. They, they just sometimes it's just random. You know, I went today and everything is absolutely rosy in the Motherwell fans. They go home happy. Seven days ago it was gloom and doom and a disaster. And I think they'd only won three games in 2022 before last week. But I was at the game last Sunday against St Mern and Motherwell didn't play very well. They had a wee bit about them, a bit more dig about them. Liam Kelly had two unbelievable saves and four or five other really good saves. St Mern should have won the game out of the park, but they, St Mern won, sorry, Motherwell won, and they could scrape a 1-0 victory today and all of a sudden everybody's happy and going home and cheering and saying Stevie Hamill's the man for the job. So I think it's got a huge impact. I think I win today and he's in pole position and Motherwell will want to move 
very quickly because the uh, transfer window's going to close. I'm not sure how much money they've got, but they look a wee bit light. Maybe two or three players to come in. They must have that in their budget because they've only signed four players over the summertime. So the crazy world of football, Stevie Hamill, you know, 10 days ago was doing all his head of youth. He was in holiday in Aaron, and all of a sudden, 10 days later, he could be in pole position to be the mother manager. Uh, let's bring Roger Hanna in on it with the, the journalistic angle, if you like. Roger, where are we with the the runners and riders for the Motherwell job? We've seen names like Paul Lambert being mentioned, um, a, a Finnish midfielder from the turn of the century, and Simo Valakari, who played for Motherwell. Um, and not not a great deal else. What what's that list look like as far as you're concerned? Um, it probably looks similar to list uh, other clubs last season in the Premier League. But the guys who have applied for the job before, who have come close, it will be guys who have been on that managerial carousel before. But I would think, Fraser said at the top of the show, if Motherwell could get another win today, it almost pushes Stephen Hamill right to the front of the queue. And I think the Motherwell board, Alan Burrows, Jim McMahon and the board, I think quietly they would be quite happy if the decision was made for them by Stevie Hamill getting the results that, you know, helped Motherwell dispel that dreadful end to last season, the dreadful European exit against Sligo. You've seen it happen before. Caretaker managers getting pushed in. People don't fancy them to get the jobs. And then they win two or three or four games and suddenly there's a groundswell of popular support behind them. And I don't think it would take a lot. I'm, listen, I'm pushing against an open door and speaking to you and Gordon Dale about it, but it wouldn't take a lot for the Motherwell fans to rally behind the idea of Stephen Hamill being their next manager. Over 500 games as a player hugely popular among the support at Fud Park and if he was to win today I think there would be a lot of Motherwell fans would be coming round to the notion of Stevie Hamill as a permanent manager. Yeah I can I understand where Roger's coming from and let's not be kidded here the guy has loved at Fud Park for his loyalty and what he achieved at Motherwell with the games and stuff. I just find it very surprising in management Gordon that you know everybody's saying well if he wins a day he puts him in pole position I'm, I'm a bit worried about that uh, What happens if he gets beat today? He's out the running So basically St Men where They rode their luck a little bit last week They get a result They could easily beat St Johnston today I just look at the longer term The long picture I totally agree with the boys Stranger things have happened You know Coaches have went in Assistant managers went in Caretakers Taking over for three, four weeks And all of a sudden Got a few results I, th- I think it's a massive job. Um, I, Me personally, I think that Stevie Hamill is still a bit of education to do and he's um, grown into a manager's job. It's a very difficult job now. The transfer window, as Roger says, is still open just now, but um, I would see them going for maybe a little bit more experience. And I totally understand the Tom, the Tam Coates thing. I totally understand that. But for every... Like say Tam Courts, they've been ones that have you know, you look at Sean Maloney getting in at Hibs with his big reputation, Belgium number two, uh, we look at, you know, Cathro with the biggest reputation getting about getting into hearts. It's a very difficult job. Until you're in these shoes permanently, it's a very, very difficult job. But as these guys out Fraser quite rightly says, and Roger, we've seen stranger things in football, but to Balance everything on today, St. Joseph. Well, the fans will go happy if, if they win. 
if they don't win it's actually with Hamill now so that's my so you think that's a bit knee jerk one way or the other yeah I do I think, I think you've either got to look at this boy the now and think right he's been with the club we know his strength his weaknesses throughout the, the youth we know what he brings he organises a full youth system there can he take that step I don't think it's fair to turn around and say well he got a good result last week sent Mole fans home happy if he gets beat the day people will probably say that's him out running you've either got to say has he got the ability to step in forget today's result has he got the ability to step in and then answer the question let's hear from the man himself when you think about it and when you picture it it's special it, w- it will be it will be but it's not about that it's not about me it's not about it's not about you know how, how I get a good reception from the fans or not it's great it is but that's not what it's about whether you get a positive result positive performance and then maybe after that whatever the reaction is but it's going to be difficult it's it's going to be a difficult game they're a good team um, it's 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 another game that we're going to need to be at our absolute best to get something from and that's where the focus is the focus isn't anywhere near me or what what's going to happen with me I don't that doesn't bother me um, it is I'll be prepared as we can be to, to face a very difficult team to try and get a positive result and performance that's it Aberdeen against St Mirren's a fascinating one Dave Galloway is it safe to say that last week's defeat at Celtic Park wasn't enough to spoil the optimism for the Aberdeen fans ahead of the new season I think you'd be bang on the money uh, if you were to say that Gordon there is much expectation and optimism among Aberdeen fans this season despite that setback uh, last weekend It's, it's good to see that the vast majority of the the Red Army as they're called, you know, they're being realistic about this, they were playing the champions in their own backyard, there were bits and pieces of positivity they can take out of that, but it's all about the here and now, isn't it, you know, the 11 summer arrivals so far, they've been well received by supporters and you know, many, uh, like I say, they took positives um, from Parkhead, this afternoon though it's a really big test as they aim to rack up plenty points um, this month um, look at it St. Uh, St Mirren though you know they've got a terrible record here incidentally they've uh, failed to win in the last 17 visits here um, also very clearly a work in progress but you know they'll come here confident of getting a good result um, if they can be a bit sharper in front of goal and Stephen Robinson has said in the lead up to this game you know Eamon Brophy and Curtis Main Main into the side as one of the three replacements of course today you know as they head towards full fitness you know they can provide that that missing uh, cutting edge only time will tell into the championship we go Partick Thistle against Hamilton that marker I guess laid down by Partick Thistle at Dens last week Roger Hanna you've got your um, artistic show to look forward to at half time but these fans will be hoping that they can put on a, a different type of show at home and really build on that good start last week 100% I mean you remember they went 3-0 up at Dens last week and that was a real statement did he come back with a couple of goals but you know Thistle held on and those could be three big points as the season goes on first thing that strikes you Gordon when you arrive at Hill today is the pitch the pitch looks superb and you consider it was like a ploughed field for the second half of last season when they were sharing with Queen's Park this could be as big an asset to Ian McCall as it was a hindrance to him in the second half of last season you remember Aki's coming Aki's had, had a poor spell last season but, but they came here on that terrible pitch and they beat the Jacks. I think it was 4-0 I think it was Aki's biggest win of last season and I think Ian McCall was blaming the surface partly for, for that defeat and for other 
poor performances that ultimately cost Thistle in their promotion aspirations. No such excuses this season. The pitch looks really good. When you see the type of forward-thinking player, Aidan Fitzpatrick back at the club, Stephen Lawless back at the club, and young Cole McKinnon on loan from Rangers, scored last week, impressed last week, and the home fans here at Fun Hall will be very keen to get a first look at him in the league. Listen, it's obvious Roger will put a lot of focus on the top flight, but the Championship is shaping up to be a fantastic division. Even look at last night, you've got all the ambition um, in Queen's Park and a famous old name in Scottish football now in the second tier. And it was Gordon Diel's old side that went and spoiled the party last night. And a terrific comeback from 2 0 down at half time, back to 2 2, a controversial penalty and added time. And it, it's a big win for you, who, who now go on your courtesy of the point last week against Arbroath. The win last night, they're the early pace setters, but Thistle could go past them today with a win here at home to Hamilton. Uh, I'll be interested to see how Hamilton do. You know, no, no Sean Want, he's suspended, and no Andy Ryan to lead the line, even, even by Hamilton standards. You know, it's quite, quite a youthful looking side and, and attacking areas. You know, young homegrown players, Lewis Smith, Andy Winter, Johnny Ngandu, will, will be asked to carry the fight to Thistle. So, very much looking forward to it. Yes, lots to look forward to That's your featured championship game But it's one of many good fixtures in that division As for your top flight offering Aberdeen St Mirren, Motherwell St Johnston And of course Glasgow's big two At three o'clock on a Saturday You will not hear that said on this show Very often this season So let's strap ourselves in and enjoy it Ross County Celtic, Rangers, Kilmarnock And all the rest of the three o'clock kickoffs Are coming up next The winning team season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Seconds away from your three o'clock games this afternoon so go on then Hugh Evans. tell us the ACA not to back here we go Aberdeen home win Motherwell home win Rangers home win Ross County away win Celtic Partick Thistle home win pretty similar to Hugh I think Jim Goodwin yep will get off and running I think Motherwell will win it'll pitch Stevie Hamill in the driving seat Rangers will beat Kilmarnock Celtic will win up at Dingwall but I think it'll be a draw at Firhill uh, um, I'm going full house with Aberdeen Mother of St Johnston I'm going a draw Gordon um, Rangers to beat Kilmarnock Celtic to beat Ross County and Partick Thistle to beat Hamilton Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements Canvas Lang Showroom now open to the public Really looking forward to this Hugh Keevans oh, I know yeah. we had a great first weekend to get us up and running but now we've got the lay of the land we've got Glasgow's big two at three o'clock on a Saturday we've got Europe bubbling away nicely in yep. the background as well even if it's the type of thing that floats your boat the English Premier League is back to supplement things it should be a fantastic afternoon. And we had the feel-good factor this week of Dundee United uh, beating AZ Alkmaar and looking forward to the return leg in Amsterdam. They have brightened up Scottish football. But today, game two in the Championship and for Rangers, there's pressure on them because they were flaky against Livingston. They were dire against AZ Alkmaar. And today they need a performance prior to the return uh, against USG. Uh, Celtic displeased Ange Postacoglu last weekend while beating Aberdeen 2 0. But they need to come out the traps today. Ange Postacoglu wants to see something that is not wasteful, he wants to see something that is full of optimism. 
It's all happening this afternoon, Gordon. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this afternoon, Gordon, for a change. I think there's... Uh, what do you mean for a change? No, for, <laughs> there's plenty of... Well, it's only second weekend. Um, I wasn't excited last week, but certainly I'm up for it this weekend because you look at... There's some exciting games out there. I think the top game we look at on our list, Aberdeen St Mirren. I don't know Ab- Aberdeen took a lot of plaudits last week for their performance against Celtic, but they've got to win games. Um, it looks like if they do win this afternoon, St Mirren will probably be bottom of the league. Uh, so that's important for Steve Robinson, who obviously rubbished the fact of a return to Fir Park. Um, Motherwell St Johnston, we know what's at stake there. It could be potentially a chance for um, Steve Hamill to stake a claim to be the manager. St Johnston, under Callum Davis and all the new signs, has to go off and running. I think Rangers will will win comfortably at Ibrox this afternoon. I know what Hugh's saying, a little bit of pressure uh, after a disappointing uh, midweek result. Uh, but I think Celtic also will be too strong for Ross County. So, in Partick Thistle and Hamill, terrific game. I just think we'll have plenty of goals we'll hear from the boys all around the, the stadiums today, no I, doubt. I don't know who he is, but Connor Shaughnessy of Burton Albion has been <laughs> sent off inside the first minute. That is some going, isn't it? Second well, week into the, second week into the season, is it for the the yeah. Yeah, yeah, clubs? Yeah, and uh, first minute into the, the second it game of the season been. and he's gone. Oh. Must have been some team talk that sent him out there one <laughs> ready to go. To go. I was going to say to you want to go down every fixture <laughs> in the full Scottish oh, league Roger <laughs> Hanna provided how, it's, it is I was, I was going to make this as a joke but Roger Hanna who knows all these it is genuinely Joe Shaughnessy's brother is it? it's St Mirren's defender Joe Shaughnessy's brother so there we go oh, maybe he's desperate to come up and watch yeah. his brother in action well that's not next a hard week. one to guess is it that's second name and football come on there's got to be brothers did you not know that? So you think anyone called Shaughnessy They're all brothers There's no, only no, one family you, Well if you're in the game You should know that He plays with Burton He gets sent off today After one minute Do you know I, I thought everybody knew that I thought I, Listen you've given Roger A bit of credit what, um, what, what team He did play up here What team was it When he played up here Yeah he played with one of the Scottish Which one? He's not played up here with Yes Scottish he has team. No he's not Yes he no, has he's not. <laughs> no he's not It was his brother That played up Sorry, here Sorry Hearts fans If you're listening Did he play with Hearts uh, The English Premier League <laughs> Of course getting underway a good game to kick things off earlier on Fulham 2, Liverpool 2 Very interesting yeah. uh, Start to life there Alexander Mitrovic might not have been able to get out of Declan Gallagher's back pocket But he uh, did rather well against Virgil van Dijk this afternoon I read somewhere, Strange things happen eh? Yeah, I read somewhere that it was the, the first time Virgil van Dijk has been dribbled past And conceded <laughs> a penalty since he's been in a Liverpool shirt Which is an awful long time So yeah, Bournemouth back in the top flight They've taken the lead against Aston Villa Steven Gerrard's Aston mm. Villa no less Jefferson Lerma uh, with the goal there uh, good chance for Rangers early on in fact there's a few big chances right let me try and bring you up to speed we've got Scott Wright doing well played it through to Malik Tillman his shot was blocked and one of those cross come shots from David Turnbull right angle of the box almost finds the top corner for Celtic so Glasgow's big two trying to set the tempo early on Hugh Keevans yeah they have to you know they, um, they both won last Saturday but uh there was managerial displeasure uh, from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst who thought the defending at Livingston was terrible. Impossible, he called it. Uh, and Ange Postacoglu called Celtic wasteful in spite of beating Aberdeen 2-0. So they've come out the traps because that's the way it has to be. That's why today's so fascinating because 
how often do we get both Celtic and Rangers playing this Saturday oh. at three o'clock? We keep, we keep, no at, games we keep asking that hypothetical question. Can mm. someone give me an answer from yeah. last season? Would it have been any more than once or twice? I can't remember it if it was. Certainly not. But more than uh, twice. there was there was club pay per view TV, mm. and even, so even fans could subscribe. But now they're actually having to listen to us for the the updates, which no, is no, you, you choose. It's not a last ha- resort, haven't they? <laughs> No, I mean, it's not like they're forced into it. That's this the first choice. This is yeah. what's promoting Super Scoreboard standing next to me. Yeah. Why will you bump your gums about my, my reading? <laughs> I knew that was annoying him. It, it's, it's very annoying me. Because he just went down each game. We don't know who was playing. I yes, thought you were going to give us a bit championship of predictions. League I, I one and League that, two I, I and in the Highland League. Yeah, well, you'll know all about that. You took a team there. That's by the way. I've, for, I've forgotten about that There's a name you'll remember From last season Ellis Sims Yeah He plays his good. football at Sunderland good And he's put player. them one up uh, yeah. Against Bristol City uh, Right before we get Distracted by any more events In the games this afternoon Hugh Hewins Let's do this The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online Since the Scottish Premiership era began, that's 2013-2014, only seven players have scored two or more league hat-tricks in a single season. Name them. The Scottish Premiership era began in 2013-14. Seven players have scored two or more league hat-tricks in a single season since then. Name them. Oh, it's a great question. Head over to our Twitter feed, at Clyde SSB. You can see the question written down and well, more, more importantly that's where you submit your answers at Clyde SSB the way to win it is to send one single tweet with all seven correct answers on it and do that quicker than everyone else that's sort of the aim of the game on the first half teaser so get thinking and send in really good question because it's tough but doable all recognisable names a nice spread of clubs there as well so get your teeth stuck into that one and let us know how you get on Leeds nil Wolves 1 As the English Premier League Does get underway today um, And Wolves As Alex yeah. Ray Would always refer to them On this show Have taken the lead there Celtic and Rangers Both pressing early on Trying to find that Early opener That everyone craves There was a bit of a delay uh, At Pataudry uh, Waiting for the Red smoke bombs to clear Before the game got underway But still goalless there Aberdeen St Mirren And of course Our featured game As we mentioned Is Partick Thistle Against Hamilton Ackies I've heard the expression No pyro, no party But they are a pain in the neck yeah. I would agree with that <sighs> I expect that from an old timer But you're supposed to be a young man well, You think about it, right They add colour They look fantastic, right Brilliant But if you're a player Going out there Or Jim Goodwin Wanting to go off to a fast start And you're standing there delayed While the smoke clears Think about that See, I'm always thinking from a player's point of view. Just always the professional. You're the fan you? on the, yeah. the professional. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no more goals to tell you about in Scotland, any of the divisions, actually. We will try and give you every single goal in Scotland if we can, but not always easy because this lot will probably start talking rubbish at some point and distract us. What do you Speaking mean, of at which, some point? Uh, yeah, it's probably happened a few times already. <laughs> Speaking of which, it is, <laughs> nice, for an hour. it is nice to have you back with us, Thank Mark, you. after Thanks. taking last week off to go and see uh, Lady Gaga Thanks. in yeah. London. It's fantastic. Do you know we got a handwritten letter of complaint mm. about that? That we, um, there Let was a, back a, on. A, a gentleman out there who was just, just very annoyed that we even discussed the whole Lady Gaga. And he, he took the time, which is actually something quite nice about it, if you think about it. Going and getting your pad and your bit of paper and your pen. 
And then yeah. you know, writing down how annoyed you are that we discussed Lady Gaga, then going to the post office, buying a stamp and posting it in. So you say you're angry with the show, Mr. Letter Writer, but really, you, you give us a lot of time and attention, so I thank you wholeheartedly, <laughs> and I'll try to keep the Lady Gaga <laughs> updates. How angry you've yeah, got to be <laughs> to write a letter about anything. I it's mean, a dying art, Hugh Keevans. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly thought it was... Dead and buried You surprise me that uh, People still write letters yeah. Morris Jens Looking very composed In the ball so far uh, For Celtic Remember it's the first Real look Or first league look We're going to get at him Carl Starfelt's on the bench Stephen Welsh has dropped out Through illness by the way I meant to illness. update ah, you on that So okay. As David Fuel says Mark That must be so frustrating For yeah. a, a, a footballer in general you, you, you know, You're trying to get a chance You get one And then an Illness pops up mm. And the guy you've replaced, he's back from injury to add to the competition that the new signing brings. Well, unless Jens does something remarkable this afternoon and it is absolutely outstanding. He's just given Turnbull an absolute hospital pass after us <laughs> describing <laughs> well, there as uh, being confident I think, on the ball. I still think Welsh will be second choice behind Starfelt. So if Starfelt is still getting up to speed, then I, I believe Welsh would come back into side next week. St. Johnson started brightly. Good energy, mm-hmm. tempo, a couple of dangerous balls into the box. And then Kevin Van Veen just over the bar uh, with a free kick from a wide area. So, Do you know what I'm liking at the start of the season, Gordon? The, the, the crowds. I watched um, Dundee United game second half after obviously doing the show here. Uh, with huge guys uh, very enjoyable too I must admit um, but the second half seen a packed Tannadice Mark obviously I don't know did you like play like my days yeah, did you yeah. Play? well it was often like that packed when I was there but yeah uh, what, what what was the stadium hold there 10 uh, 14,000 maybe just yeah. shy of 11,000 Some Dundee United yeah. legend No What yeah. uh, was no. that producer Callum? No 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 Callum was wrong oh, That's that's what it was For capacity on Thursday Yeah okay. yeah See Not I know my stuff capacity. But you know why I know my stuff Because I spent but enough time Cleaning clean every seat Do <laughs> you think you cleaned All 14,000 of them At some point Why did Pretty you clean much. the seats? Well you're a man of that vintage I would suspect You would give the YTS players At Air United That kind of job That's the job she got no, we didn't have seats, mate. We were all stuck. <laughs> 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 they, sweep, they sweep the terraces in my I had day. to clean the seats. Seriously? Oh, oh, my. See, people think footballers, <laughs> easy job. <laughs> you have to earn your stripes first. Now you're running after me with my coffee. It's all hard for you. Alwa uh, 1, Kelty Hearts 0. Stefan Skugel with the goal on 11 minutes. No, oh, I've, I've got to one. say I'm loving I'm loving the crowds. I think the fans have bought into the new season. I hope that keeps up. I know the weather's good just now gone, but you go we've first game at Motherwell, so over seven thousand Tanadays packed out. You know, probably be a good healthy crowds all around the country today as the well. The three fifteen to Glasgow Central is about to leave the train station in Dingwall with Kyogo's shot on board. He oh. lined it up from the edge of the box. Is a it's a small stand I don't know if that Gives you the benefit Of the doubt at all uh, But cleared the stand And um, Must do better Next time I think the Celtic fans Will be hoping for He did next to nothing Last Saturday uh, It was unfortunate That uh, A pass from Matt O'Reilly Just uh, Was out With his reach But uh, After that He had next to nothing So His season is yet To spark into life Ramadani Had a shot Just over from 20 yards For Aberdeen A few moments ago um, so both uh, him and Kyogo Having to readjust maybe That's two teams that's desperate for a result Up at Pataudry I know Aberdeen are firm favourites this afternoon I think most of us would probably pick them out 
but uh, St Mirren need a result as well uh, because as I said if Aberdeen beats St Mirren and the results above St Mirren's sitting bottom of the league tonight and uh, that's a bad I place think, to be I think Aberdeen especially Jim desperate for a good performance and a, a result results obviously the most important thing but I think the Aberdeen fans there have been patient enough and Jim you know he was nursing it along with, with the players he inherited he's transformed the squad he could really do mm. with the players backing it up a few tasty challenges at Fir Park Sean Goss mm. has been on the receiving end of one from Holberg and uh, he's gone into the book already uh, first booking in Dingwall also Ross Callaghan booked for pulling back Callum McGregor early days to begin into the book that's for sure uh, the old stopping a promising attack, I think, applied to Ross Callaghan on that occasion. Just to go back to Gordon's point about loving the crowds, and he's perfectly correct. I mm. uh, read a story today that was <sighs> out of step with what's going on, you know, because we've had the, the big crowds, we've had the feel-good factor with uh, Dundee United, and a story today that the, a, a club from Luxembourg, are, with the help of uh, Jean-Marc Bosman's lawyer, uh, looking into cross-border movement which, of course, always excites Celtic and Rangers fans who want to see them out of Scotland and mm. into English football. So, uh, uh, for me, it's always been the same. If you take Celtic and Rangers out of our football, you kill it altogether. Um, booking for Ash Taylor after wiping out Malik Tillman at the edge of the box. A nice back heel 1-2 from Tillman before he was brought down. Well, this will have gone down well. Um, Hayden Coulson, formerly of St Mirren, oh. gone off injured after a bad tackle from... Declan Gallagher formerly of Aberdeen um, and of course Jim Goodwin in the dugout formerly of St Mirren had quite a few uh, yeah, crossovers in that game James Tavernier steps up with that resulting free kick by the way and sends it over the bar Kevin Clancy the referee at Ibrox today I think that's his first game involving Rangers since the night in Aberdeen when Rangers then lodged what was it an 8 point complaint about his performance only the 8 <laughs> it's got to be a few more generous. of them this season uh, We've had a few seasons uh, Statements and complaints about referees uh, A few goals in Scotland Wraith Rovers nil Dundee 1 Josh Mulligan there Clyde 1 Peter Head nil Ross Cunningham And FC Edinburgh as they're now known nil. Dunfermline 1 Lewis McCann with the goal for the Pars Quite fancy Dunfermline in that league You've got to think But saying that How many times have we been saying that? Uh, for the last couple of seasons A big club And the big budget It's just not went well for them But what about Euro Club Wraith? I'm, I'm getting, uh, yeah, I'm getting a bit worried uh, For them, Gordon um, I know it's early doors And Ian Murray Who, you know has done a, a very good job At Airdrie um, Unfortunately, John McLean Decided to go elsewhere uh, I thought he was a terrific manager For the club um, But It's not been the best of starts now, it's constant pressure from Celtic. Turnbull's had a shot blocked. Josip Juranovic has had a shot blocked. Um, so Celtic certainly knocking on the door, but not happening quite yet. Leighton Clarkson has come on for his Aberdeen debut after that injury. The second most famous Leighton to play for Aberdeen. Is well, he instantly Jim? in there? Are there any yeah, others? No, I got that. That was that was the that was the <laughs> reference. <laughs> well right, done, okay. guys. I, mean, I thought I was on the ball there right away. <laughs> Good <laughs> on the buzzer Good Jim. for Aberdeen though To get a player from Liverpool uh, You know you, you, mm. You're not signed by Liverpool If you're anything less than A good player uh, So mm. A bit of a coup for them To get him for the season I, want, I sometimes wonder about that Because that should be the way it works yep. But they stockpile so many players These big clubs yeah, Don't yeah, they yeah. There have been a few 
pick players out as being bad players That maybe seems a bit unfair But I just feel like over the years There have been a lot that have been attached to those big clubs And you do get excited And it maybe doesn't yeah. come to anything But yeah. Leighton Clarkson might well be brilliant You look at Dylan Levitt and the impact he's having at oh. Yeah, he's one of, the, one of the exceptions. But you're right, Gordon. How many how many kids have we seen coming up here who've been fed a lot of money down south, who play in stadiums that are barely anybody there and they think they've made it and they come up and, you know, Pataudry, what will Pataudry have today? Probably about 15,000 or something mm. like that in there today. Sorry, just quickly, a couple of chances. Scott Wright's had a deflected shot from the edge of the box, saved low by Sam Walker. And Jota comes close, slaloming run. From the right And the shot deflected just wide Can Carry I just on. remind you that Ryan Kent came from yeah, Liverpool yeah. There are exceptions, no doubt about it But then Rangers had to pay Was that yeah. 7 million quid for him But um, Right, so they, they don't get any real experience Of competitive football And they come up here And they think they're going to crack it And quite often They just disappear Again back down south I hope he's the exception Right enough, must say that uh, mm. Sterling Albion nil, Elgin City 1 Russell Dingwall on 18 minutes So Jota the latest to come close for Celtic Scott Wright having a go for Rangers um, But no breakthrough in any of our Premiership matches We don't have one in our featured Championship match either Let's check in on the teaser then Before we get any goals Just quickly Albion Rovers 1 Dumbarton nil, Lewis Kidd on 17 minutes Hugh the question Since the Scottish Premiership began That's 2013-2014 only seven players have scored two or more league hat-tricks in a single season. Who are they? Right, you're giving this a really good go on Twitter, I must admit. I'm impressed with the standard. There are some wrong answers, though. Kevin Cragans wants to throw in Reagan Charles Cook. Throw it back out. He wants to throw in Adam Rooney, who played for Aberdeen. Not Adam. And he wants to throw in Odson Eduard of Celtic. No, peculiarly. Okay, mm. Lee Hemphill wants to go for... Alfredo Morelos No, not there So does Murray And Yeah, do you know what? People are sort of getting there or thereabouts Maybe hitting the post on a couple Or missing one out That's yeah. a good start But go over to Twitter At Clyde SSB See the question written down And send your answers in Clyde 2 Peterhead nil. Ross Cunningham with his second of the afternoon mm, Yeah, good shout Yeah, I mean Daz working away at it here Yeah yeah. Was it a team effort over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're getting it. Mm, good, good on you. Yep. Many have we got? One? None. Nine. No, no, we've got, we've got a few, and I think we've got a few <laughs> correct answers. I think you've been a bit harsh there, Gordon. Oh. Good start for Clyde against Peterhead, right enough. Where, yeah. uh, where are they playing out of? No, is it Hamilton? Is it Hamilton, Hamilton. Is yeah. It? yeah. Yeah, just across uh, the, the Joe Carries way from us. Jim McAnally, the Peterhead <laughs> okay. manager, he's, you know, he's struggled manfully there for years. But uh, I get the impression he, He's a bit light on players yeah. this season You know what You, you were very impressed with Peterhead Gordon You, you seen them and, and thought they were a bit lightweight Against Stirling Albion Is that right? Yeah they got a sore one Yeah, yeah. A 3-0 defeat and, and looked miles off it And I think only had three subs That was in what, the final League Cup game um, It doesn't look like they've been able to They, they always had a kind of hybrid uh, As far as I'm aware Hybrid training mm. regime Where I think Simon Ferry When he was involved Took Boys in Glasgow for sessions, and and Jim took the guys up north, and obviously losing Simon. It's a it's a huge. Is part Jim of the, the longest serving manager at one club yes. in Scotland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, good um, insight. Yeah. Airdrie Onions one, Falkirk nil. Callum Gallagher on twenty one minutes, um, and a new name into our SPFL for the season. Bonnie Rig Rose. They won their opening game last week, and they're one up again away to East Fife. It's quite good strange. Yeah, quite strange seeing that name. It'll take a wee bit of time to get used to it. Uh, free kick to Celtic in a decent 
area It was a tackle by Baldwin On O'Reilly About 25 yards out Maybe O'Reilly would fancy it David Turnbull Is not usually shy uh, From that sort of distance Juranovic maybe I've seen him have a pop um, They're both over the ball Sorry O'Reilly and Turnbull So we'll See who fancies it Yeah we've got to say Celtic have got Good options in that era Now it went a couple of seasons That Got a free kick Seemed like Going back to Ryan Christie He would take everything O'Reilly no straight at Laidlaw And there's still no yeah, Any specialists <laughs> Their options aren't that good uh, I'm a bit surprised I thought we'd have some Early action goals You know Some excitement I did say that I was really up for this afternoon But I'm starting to feel a bit uh, Down just now I need some oh, right. is, that, is that all it takes? Yeah yeah. 19 minutes without a goal And, everybody, and your afternoon is everybody's over Everybody's sitting they, they want to hear 19 goals, minutes ago You were saying you were Excited for a change. I know. I've got. I've gone flat. I need a pick. I know up. why. Why? He's disappointed in his golf performance this morning. I was very poor. Yes, but top two's two away yesterday. That's all I'm interested in. <laughs> it was well. It was sensational, was yesterday. sensational yesterday. I can only talk about when sick. I was there. Yeah, it was when he put. You know, he chipped in a couple of times. Oh, a couple. Of, 30 foot putts How and he doesn't, he? he doesn't celebrate or anything he just casually smugly well, for, for, forget about all about that right this is a guy here that comes in here tells us everywhere he's went and you know all the Lady Gaga's and secret cinemas and I'm flying out to Paris for a couple of days and I'm back <laughs> and I'm that? getting up the Alps for a walk and all that nonsense right he turns up at golf yesterday with a Donny wedge now, if anybody's <laughs> listening to go, Hugh, let me tell you. Stay the snob, honestly, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. You're not having that, honestly. Listen to you, golf snob, absolutely exactly. not. Uh, anyway, we've got goals going in uh, with a red card, actually. Been that, no. Kyle Fleming of Albion oh. Rovers has been sent off on 22 minutes. Tillman is at the centre of everything that Rangers do. Uh, Yilmaz actually maybe not quite as. Um, Comfortable on his, his his first Ibrox uh, start in the league. Um, the ball's sort of rolled under his foot a couple of times. Um, Been there before. No such issues. How bad is it? Because the fullback it's the worst. Because you're next <laughs> to the line. Because so there's nowhere <laughs> it can go. In the, the middle of the pitch, you just turn and you All go right. and chase it and you get oh, over it. Um, but yes, um, Tillman, Tillman, Tillman like does a look a player. Yeah, I mean, caught the highlights last week um, and. You know, it just looks like somebody that can create. So I think it's a real find for Rangers. I think he might be their main man this season. Their main man? Their main man. Apart from the goalkeeper situation that I right, highlighted. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's got to be the main man at Rangers this season, the left back. Oh, you're not listening. Tillman. See, he's not listening. Listen. Try, try and keep up. I know oh, you're down. I know oh, you're 19 sorry. minutes in. Sorry, I can only apologise. I thought you were talking about the full back. I'm sorry. Tillman, yeah. I, okay. I, right, okay. I'm going to backtrack here. <laughs> I tend to agree with you. I think he's got terrific talent, the lad. I really do. And Yilmaz, no, Tillman. I've <laughs> uh, been very impressed with him. Um, and you're right. I think he'll grow and grow, and he'll get better and better because he certainly has got good, good ability. And I'm apologise for that, Mark. Always give an, an extra mention if you like to the Scots who are scoring down south. Ryan Hardy, former Rangers striker, 23 minutes on the clock. He's put Plymouth one up against Bruni. Oh dear, and Fleetwood. Oh. A penalty Ryan Hardy has converted it Bruni lost last weekend Did, did he? he? I was going to ask Yeah, yeah. Good old game Yeah he was a goal up Then uh, they lost But uh, 
How's Hartlepool? We need to keep a, a, a look out for Hartlepool, Paul Hartley as well. Yeah, they took a thumping last week. Celtic still pressing. Maeda wins a corner. David Turnbull takes. Ross County clear. So it's one-way traffic, you have to say. But nothing too dangerous for, for Ross County. It's not like they're clinging on no, quite the, yet. The traffic can be as one-way as you like. <sighs> if it brings no goals, it doesn't amount to anything. Oh, Declan Gallagher. Oh. Oh. Sent off Penalty Aberdeen I was giving him the big build up For back pocketing Mitrovic Since then It's not been great For Declan Gallagher He's now gone to St Mirren From Aberdeen And he's been sent off Against oh. his former club 20 minutes into the game And Aberdeen have A penalty No Lewis Ferguson nowadays Who used mm. to be an Absolute sure thing From the spot All bar one Hit the back of the net Stuart Carswell's converted one From 12 yards For Dumbarton um, against Albion Rovers Gordon do we know? I don't yet But I'll give you that information As soon as I do Don't you worry mm. Disaster for Gallagher lot. Especially when you get back To your I old know. club And you know You're scraping for points Centre half And plus the fact Double punishment Penalty kick Could lead to a goal Yeah we well, have to imagine It wasn't an attempt A genuine attempt To play mm-hmm. the ball That's the that's kind of rule now Isn't it So Yeah well, it was um, a penalty that did for St Mirren against Motherwell, wasn't it? Terrific cross from Matt O'Reilly there, but no takers for Celtic. So again, certainly doing the right thing. It's Miofsky, it's the new striker. He steps up for Aberdeen. Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. And he makes no mistake. It is Aberdeen 1, St Mirren 0. Penalty for Miofsky, Declan Gallagher sent off. And it's going to be a long afternoon for St Mirren. It's going to be a long season for St Mirren, mm. I suspect. Uh, they lost to Motherwell because of a penalty last weekend and now they're a goal down. On a day when Jim Goodwin mm. can't come off that park with anything less than all three points yes. for Aberdeen. Uh, Rangers have hit the bar. Tom Lawrence with a volley 20 yards. It maybe took a deflection on the way through. Don't worry about that for too long. It did certainly hit the bar. And Fraser Wishart keeping up his reputation 25 minutes no, gone no. He's had his first shot on target And it was uh, Theo Blair with a shot straight at Liam Kelly Yeah I think I think Fraser went when you give him the compliment of being a legend um, I Looking at St Mirren I really do They had a terrible Premier Sports and We do have a goal at Fir Park Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements And it would have been a former teammate of Stevie Hamill It's Jamie Murphy he started his career at Motherwell of course And he's come back to haunt them this afternoon It's St Johnston who take the lead It's a good finish, 12 yards on the angle Scored a few for the home team at Fir Park But he's got one for the visitors today And it is Motherwell nil. St Johnston 1 Didn't see that coming, I have to say mm-hmm. I thought that Motherwell would go in Even though they didn't play well against St Mirren They got the win and that you thought that they would carry on against uh, St Johnston with home advantage. Of course, plenty of time to go, but I didn't mm-hmm. see St Johnston taking the lead. Maeda's just headed over the bar. Jota's running cross, possibly up a bit early. Just you know, couldn't keep the header down. Um, that's a blow for Motherwell. Gordon. Well, that's well, a poor start. But well done, of, St Johnston. I know a lot of people would have raised their eyebrows when I went for a prediction of one-one. Gordon. I, sorry, I draw. I don't. I'm not taking the credit of the one-one. Um, I just thought that. After the European disaster, and we were poor, uh, after, you know, we get out of Paisley with three points, which sometimes you've got to ride your luck, and certainly we did that in that afternoon, and then all of a sudden the talk 
you know, with Stevie Hamill and if he wins this game today and everybody's going on home happy, I'd still ag- agree with you. I still think there's a lot of football mm. to be played. I wasn't writing off St Johnston. I yeah. thought this was one of the most difficult games. Uh, just ignore me because I had forgotten that Declan Gallagher had been booked already. So it, it yeah, was for a, the injury. It was mm. a, a handball again for St Mirren. So two weeks in a row, oh. they've given away penalties to handballs. It was the second. Uh, yellow card It was Liam Scales With the initial shot So he's gone off St Johnson are one up Aberdeen are one up Ross County are clinging on To an extent against Celtic uh, They have just had Their first attempt though Ross Callaghan A long throw falls to him And he too Blasts it miles over the bar hmm. How weird is it when Ex-players go back to their old club And they seem to Always do well Don't they In that kind of Environment, you know, they feel comfortable playing at that. Jamie Murphy going back and scoring, I think it'll be a good signing for St. Johnson. Bruni's a bit happier than Batty 28 minutes. Uh, and we we had Peter Head relegated, written off season <laughs> over. They're now <laughs> two all. Connor O'Keefe on 29 minutes. Doing a grand job there, Jim. So we're getting into the swing of things now. We're starting to get some goals hitting the back of the net. Maybe the surprise for you listening is that it's not Glasgow's big two, it's the other two games. That have the goals this afternoon Aberdeen one up at home to St Mirren And Motherwell one nil down at home to St Johnson Must be a huge sigh of relief for Jim there You know getting a goal pretty early on in the game You know St Mirren down to 10 men Allow his team to control the most of that game Because we've seen before with Aberdeen fans If things aren't going well early on in the game They, they lose patience pretty quickly like I said before, he needs a result but a performance to match it as well. Motherwell fans are beginning to get angry, not playing well at all. Oh dear. Well, I mean, speculation about Stevie Hamill, but you know, you have no chance if the crowd are reacting badly and you do not get anything out of the game. It's a setback. I mean, I, I know you're a tight family there, uh, from the boardroom to the terracing, um, but affection. There's a thin line between affection and doing what is the right thing for the club. So you can hail Stevie as a hero, over 500 appearances, etc, etc. But he needs to show some indication that he's the right man. Gordon, because the the attention always goes on the manager, it is Mm. easy to forget that clearly, whether Graham Alexander did a good or a bad job, or whether Stevie Hamill's capable of a good or a bad job, it's clearly not an overly strong squad. That that has to have been a huge part of why they are where they are. So it's easy to forget that. That's why I think just now, um, Stevie Hamill, listen, we all, nobody would say a bad word about him. Terrific lad as well. Uh, Works very hard for a club. Um, I look at that team and, I watched them against Sligo. Uh, watched the highlights last week, because obviously I was in here uh, against St Mern. And there's a lot of work to be done, Gordon. And I don't know if it is a job for a young lad that's taking such a step from you. It's not even like he's been assistant manager, that you know he's been in amongst the, the first team in the dugout and working with, side by side with the manager, and he just sort of a steps into the next role. He's taking a big leap. Mm. You know what I mean? And, I mean, and Motherwell it is difficult. have uh, hit the post, maybe a sign of life. Connor Shields, a shot on the turn from 20 yards. Achilles starting to at least try and uh, look likely. Fraser Murray with a good delivery from a wide free kick. And Ash Taylor heads it over, still goalless there at Ibrooks. Uh, Ross County have had another booking as well. Connor Randall booked 
We're kicking Callum McGregor So both bookings for Ross County uh, For challenges on the Celtic skipper The longer it remains still goalless As you called it Gordon at Ibrox The closer to the pitch Gets Alfredo Morelos Because Rangers can't be doing with Still goalless It, was it, it might have been Tilson um, Or Conor Randall I'll clear that up uh, in a moment for you One of them's gone into the book Going back to Stevie Hamill Financially Would it make Motherwell's decision up to, to go for someone younger That won't cost a lot of money After having to You know Pay off the I don't think The manager and staff No I don't think you, you know, can I think the margins are that big At a club no, like Motherwell no, anyway No Absolutely you know, what, no What sort of range Would, they, would a, a Motherwell manager well, I, I'd say a Paul Lambert for instance yeah. Who's been quoted about I mean Paul well, What I mean is The mother would, would probably Be unable or, or unwilling Or both to, to break the bank For anyone anyway Yeah Okay You know I just, I I, 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 It'll there. not be financial I, It'll not be financial no, I, I mean Absolutely no chance I don't think Stevie Hamill's a, a bad shout I get your argument But I mean it's not You you listed off some failures Earlier on Maloney and Cathro Who who failed But it's not to say Young managers can he succeed well, no, sure, That's not the case We're not saying that Mark I, He, he I, did acknowledge Tam Courts. I think what Gordon's argument was If you put a lot of emphasis on today You're left with a scenario That Motherwell might score The luckiest goal in the world In the 95th minute Which apparently Means Stevie Hamill Suitable for the job But they concede The unluckiest goal in the world In the 95th minute And then he's out of the yeah, running Because I, you base it I, all I, on here's, here's I think that's one. us speaking But I don't think for a minute Alan Burrows will Will base his decision on last week And this week I think he knows Stevie Hamill Inside out He's been at the club For as long as I can remember He's been behind the scenes He's in the pole position Because He doesn't need an interview He's been there So It doesn't matter what happens today So if it comes next week And he gets a job It's obviously because mm. Burroughs knows he can handle Things when it's put in his plate Get ready Hugh Set your watch by this Yeah no pun intended Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is unhappy With Kilmarnock's time wasting We're mm. half an hour into the game If we don't get a call about that Between <laughs> yeah, five yeah, yeah. and six I'll be amazed It's one of the favourite topics on here On a Saturday afternoon Well he was glowing in his praise uh, Of Derek McInnes He said he was doing a lovely job I used the Giovanni word A lovely job at Kilmarnock the, What Kilmarnock are doing Applies to every other club From the bottom half of the league when they go to Ibrox or Celtic Park. They're not there to entertain Rangers supporters. They're not there to appeal to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's thoughts on how the game should be played. They're there to get a result for Kilmarnock. They got a draw last week with an Ash Taylor goal against Dundee United in time added one. They've got one point. They would give anything just now to leave Ibrox with one point. Up to them how they play mm. uh, Remember Harry Clark Did good yeah, things for Ross good County player. Got a move to Hibs mm-hmm. Bit injury hit there uh, He now plays his football for Stoke Would you believe And he's put them 1-0 up against Blackpool Good player uh, Liked him uh, Quite odd how his season panned out though I mean Ross County Fantastic And then Halfway through <laughs> Thought See you later And then Gets a so-called better move But it turns it worse Doesn't work yeah. out that way Just to go back to your point If Rangers were 3-2 up an aggregate Against the USG on Tuesday night And started to waste time And do anything they could The Rangers fans would applaud And say that's great Anything to get us into the next stage yeah, Streetwise uh, I think their argument Is the fact that It's not even half time here I know what you're saying I totally agree with you It doesn't 
Kamanok have got their own agenda to go there and try and do what they've got to do to achieve a result. But 30 odd minutes into the game and they're trying to time waste, which, well, I don't know, but we've just heard coming in. But I think that's where mm. the sort of frustration from the Rangers managers come from. Of course, we second half and because clock ticks to 60, 65, 70 minutes. Yeah, you start looking and thinking, try to run down the clock here. Of course, you would oh. do that. There's no doubt. But 30 odd minutes into the game. Well, you see, they start well, the clock at minute one. So, yeah, that, that's that's the point, isn't it? Because if you, if you truly want to. So Ange Postacoglu is big on it as well Celtic mm. want the ball in play For as much of the 90 minutes as they can Because it gives them the best chance Of winning the game that, mm. that, that, That's his take on things So if you're Derek McInnes or you're you anyone want else the ball out, the, the, You, you uh, want Celtic and Rangers to have the ball in play For as little time yeah. as possible So you do need to start doing it From the beginning It's not like you just get to 80 minutes and say Okay now we slow it down It's a, it's a cumulative but thing My comments were made on the basis of How the Rangers manager will feel I think that if it gets to 70 minutes, whatever, and the Rangers manager sitting there, he'll totally understand. If I was a Rangers, if I was a manager at a club and I was firm favourites to win the game and the opposition were wasting time after 35 minutes, of course, I would be frustrated. Of course, Did you be. hear that half-hearted cheer from Ibrox? There's nothing worse. When someone hits the ball into the side netting and depending where you're sitting, you think it's in. Yeah. Connor yeah. Goldson, uh, he's just smashed it into the side netting. A layoff from Tillman, but quite a few inside Ibrox. Thought it was in Tom Lawrence has been on the receiving end Of a Liam Donnelly challenge Which has resulted in a yellow card For the former Motherwell man Jota and Maeda have swapped the wings To try and get something going Ange is now starting to get a little bit frustrated I think it, I think it takes away from Jota's game I'm playing the right I know he can do it I know he's still fantastic But he is a better player on the left And Ange Postacoglu seems to play Maeda every game He's fit off the left I think it's Jota's better served on that left. You, you've seen the goal scores. Should be fair, Mark. I, I, I do agree. I think that Jota. It's not bad at coming in at that back post, though, is he? Yeah, but but I like the fact that the two wide men can switch and, you know, during the game and, you know, cause problems for the different full backs. Decent Rather chance than... for Celtic on that, actually. Kyogo found in the box, but the shot was straight at Laidlaw, 15 or so yards out. Well, if Ange was upset last week and calling him wasteful. Uh, and now you're telling me he's showing signs of frustration. Uh, Ange doesn't hang about. You know, for him, the season has started. He's not interested in excuses about finding your feet, bedding in, or doing anything else. And he's clearly not happy with the way Celtic are playing today. It's never going to be easy. It never has got a thing more. On the road's different from at home, isn't it? Do you yeah. take what, within reason, do you settle for any three points on the road? You're right, within reason. You want your team to play well, but I mean. If you're still sitting at nil nil Hold on, half an hour ago, another one of these. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. It's a double for Aberdeen and a double for Miovsky. Close range across from Johnny Hayes. And after a penalty to get Aberdeen up and running, it's a bit of a tap in. And the Dons are comfortable now. Ten man St. Mirren really up against it. And the Red Shed will be enjoying mm. that, Hugh Evans. I feel the worst though for the black and white team. Uh it's Perfectly black and white. St Mirren are bang up against it. The The game will not be retrieved from this position. They will have no points after two games. And Stephen Robinson at the moment is in charge of a team going in a downward direction. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think it's just the league. Um, you look at the cup, Hugh. They were in a group there that 
They should be doing a lot better, and I'm not being disrespectful to the double A's, Adrian or Broth. It's just a fact oh, that. My goodness. Yelena <laughs> <laughs> you know, how I've shortened that down for you. Um, and then explained it to uh, Lane. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Kept the story going. It's nearly half time. I'm wasting a bit of time here. I'm <laughs> doing a bit of work. Yeah. Uh, but I think you put yourself under pressure with uh, early exit. And then you get into two games. Yes, they were applauded off the pitch last week. But you guys said it in the studio last week. That like, that's all well and good. That yeah, doesn't last totally very long. Agree. That applauding of defeats. That goodwill's only until the next game, Gordon. And obviously Declan Gallagher's let them down badly. And not to say that Aberdeen wouldn't have won. I the think game. it was a handball. Uh, well, yeah, you know, to be eleven fair, be eleven. But um, been sent off. Put some against the coach. Two 0 down. Oh, hold on, got one of these in our championship game. Goal flashes. With Clyde Built Home Improvements. Partick Thistle nil, Hamilton Ackies won a crazy own goal. Um, keeper Mitchell out of his box, he hits the ball off of Jack McMillan and it goes into the back of the net. Uh, Ian McCall will take that well, Hugh. No, he won't. Um, you know, John Rankin now in charge of the Ackies sent off last week, promising to mend his oh, ways no. this weekend. Oh, no. What? Right, we're talking howler of the weekend. We'll need to get a look at that. It has the ball has floored Jack McMillan and rolled into the net from 25 yards. It is the most incredible own goal Roger Hanna has ever seen. 25 yards. I didn't get a look at that. So it's obviously come off the back. He's he's head. I don't know which body part it came off. Well, I'll tell you, it's one part it doesn't come off, but the back <laughs> his head. 25 yards 25 yards So where was the goalkeeper At this point So he's come to the edge Of his box Let's assume Jack McMillan's a few Seven yards Seven yards further forward Or whatever The goalkeeper's blasted the ball Off of Jack McMillan It's floored him And the ball's trickled in From 25 yards out We need to see this I'll tell you what The uh, McMillan's been described As an innocent bystander <laughs> From Roger Hanna I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to the artistic Performance at half time well, If it's going to be even more entertaining than that They better keep the dancers out of Collie's Road Before They go onto the pitch there But uh, you know Three up At Dundee last week Three two Holding on And now One nil Under bizarre circumstances So it's been A lively old beginning For the Jags Scott Wright Had a curling effort From outside the box Caught by Sam Walker And we are heading for On the rarest of Saturdays Where Glasgow's big two Both play On a Saturday Both of them going to go in Goalless at half time Matt O'Reilly though Has had two good chances Quick In quick succession A shot blocked And then a header wide Mm. I'm but surprised that Ibrox is still goalless I thought Rangers would have responded much better Than, than they played on Tuesday Especially with a couple of fresh faces So Surprised no goals there David Friel I maybe need to get that whole strip out again here Oh yeah David Friel and David Friel alone Will have to tell us whether This is Celtic again Accused of being wasteful By uh, Ange Postacoglu Because uh, they appear From what you've been saying To have utterly dominated the first half uh, But Nothing to show for it uh, Right Hugh Before we get to the end of the first half Let's do this And get it out of the way Get some answers okay. For you The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news and opinion online The 
since the Scottish Premiership began 2013-2014 only seven players have scored two or more league hat-tricks in a single season they are Georges Giacomakis Jermaine Defoe Liam Boyce Moussa Dembele Lee Griffiths Stevie May and Anthony Stokes Really liked that question Well done if you got it right Some fantastic efforts coming in The podium looks like this Alan Devine Well done Alan Third fastest DJ was the second quickest But none of you could keep up with Mikko Who was straight out the blocks Got the right answers And takes the gold medal We'll do a Who Am I Later on in the show Let's get a halftime report From that game in the championship With Roger Hanna Partick Thistle nil, Hamilton Aki's won at the break and the most incredible own goal I have ever seen, Gordon. Jack McMillan, the poor innocent Thistle defender whose name will go against the own goal but it's a horrible error for the goalkeeper David Mitchell, absolutely no danger. Jack's well on top in the game, looked as if they were about to get a breakthrough. Hamilton, a big through ball causing absolutely no threat whatsoever to the Thistle back four. Mitchell came out of his goal area, put his foot through the ball, somehow contrived to boot it against McMillan. He floored McMillan, who was down in the turf for probably about a minute after the incident happened. The ball flew off him, flew back past Mitchell, and as Mitchell and the rest of the back four turned chasing it, it dribbled over the goal line to give Hamilton a lead. They scarcely deserved. The Jags were out of the traps quite well. Kyle Turner tried to catch out. Aki's goalkeeper, Ryan Fulton, with a cheeky free kick at the near post. A couple of half chances for Hamilton, Scott Martin and Andy Winter, both off target from distance but it was really Thistle who were in top for, for large tranches of the game a great save by Fulton to deny Turner after 38 minutes Harry Milne then went close from the resulting corner Eden Fitzpatrick was next to test Fulton with another fierce shot and young Cole McKinnon on loan from Rangers who's really impressed he drilled a shot wide from 25 yards just moments before the cataclysmic own goal that separates these teams at half time if you do nothing else this weekend gentlemen make sure you see this Partick nil, Hamilton 1 it's also half time in the top flight between Motherwell and St Johnston Fraser Motherwell nil, St Johnston 1 a deserved lead for St Johnston been a better team throughout started really well and have an excellent Jamie Murphy goal on 28 minutes to show for their hard work in Callum Davison we're absolutely delighted with his team's performance. They started well, pressing Motherwell back the way. Really good energy, pushing Motherwell back towards their own goals. Although the first chance did fall to Motherwell, Kevin Van Veen. Free kick from wide on the left-hand side, dipped just over. St Johnson had threatened to do the breakthrough, a few good balls into the penalty box, but despite into good areas, there was no chances at either end. And 20 minutes passed without either keeper having anything to deal with at all. Sean Gostin pulled a 25-yard shot wide. He had plenty of time. It was a poor effort. And then Teal Blair did have a shot on target on 25. Tame effort from 18 yards straight at Kelly. He should have done a bit better. But the opener came three minutes later for St Johnson. Ryan McGowan with a long ball flicked on by Teal Blair into the path of Jamie Murphy. Really good finish. Inside right position, 12 yards out. He drilled the ball low past Liam Kelly into the box. As early for St Johnson, crowd began to show the frustration with their team offering little or no threat in, in the attacking areas until the 32nd minute. A loose ball. Just 20 yards out, Connor Shield did really well, shot on the turn and it bounced, beat Matthews, but hit the post and came back into play. It was almost 2 and 38 minutes, a deep carry free kick to the back post. Looked like it was going out, but Alex Mitchell, big centre-back, did really well to head the ball back across the six-yard box. An excellent clearance by Johansson to deny Considine four yards from goal. He was about to pop the ball into the empty net. Bit of work for Stevie Hamill to do at the break. 
need a spark from somewhere that's been second best so far. They might have to look at one of his young players who are on the bench today for that spark. Half time at Fir Park, Motherwell nil, St Johnston won. There's been a late goal on the half at Petodre. I'll let Dave Galloway tell you about that as part of his half time report. Let's go to Dingwall and speak to David Freel. Half time, Gordon Ross County now Celtic now. And to answer Hugh's question, first of all, Celtic have been wasteful again. Ange Postacoglu wants more of a cutting edge from his team, but he hasn't got it yet. It has been one way traffic, but county keeper Ross Laidlaw hasn't really had many saves to make at all. Celtic have had 82% possession, but only three shots in target. I think those stats tell the story of the half. Ange Postacoglu's looked a bit frustrated at points of the half, and will definitely be demanding more after the break. After the break, Celtic started really well. David Tumble is into injured Rio Hatati and almost scored within three minutes. His cross coming shot across the league while worried, but it flew just past the top corner. Celtic kept pressing for the opener. Kyogo fired over from the edge of the box. In fact, they fired over the stand and nearly hit the train station. Tumble had a shot blocked. Joseph Juranovic had a shot blocked, and then Jota came so close in 16 minutes. Only a race in from the right, he left a couple of defenders in his wake, but his left foot shot was deflected just wide. Matt O'Reilly's been really bright, probably Celtic's best player. He had a free kick saved and then fired a terrific cross across the face of goal, but there were no takers. Dyson Mader was next to have a go in 26 minutes, but he couldn't keep his header down after Jota picked him out. Kyogo has been relatively quiet, but did have a decent chance after Tumble played him in, but he shot straight at Laidlaw. O'Reilly then had two chances just before the break, but his shot was blocked and he then headed wide. Mada then had another goal in injury time, but Laidlaw made a smart save from his flick. It's all Celtic, but it's still goalless. Half time, Ross County now, Celtic now. So Celtic waiting for that opening goal, plenty of possession, but can't find the breakthrough. I think, have we got a half time yet from Petodre? It was all happening there. Um, there was a third goal, but I don't think there is any. Uh, half-time whistle just yet The half-time whistle has gone at Ibrooks as well It's Rangers nil, Kilmarnock nil As you would expect Rangers with the most of the ball And the chances Tom Lawrence has hit the crossbar Maybe a nick on the way through Connor Goldson hit the side netting Some of the fans inside Ibrooks thought it was in uh, Sadly for him And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst It wasn't a couple of bookings For Kilmarnock Ash Taylor did have a header over a couple of dangerous balls uh, going in and around there But in the end, uh, similar story Rangers not able to find the breakthrough And Glasgow's big two both being held goalless at the break Let's go to Petodre where it's half-time there Dave Galloway Half-time Aberdeen 3, St Mirren 0 Aberdeen took an early grip But St Mirren could have gone ahead when Main crossed uh, for a Junga Who was all ready to pull the trigger But the danger was clear 24 minutes in and the Dons went ahead Basawin cracked a fine drive off the post scales effort from the rebound hit Gallagher's arm he'd already been booked so off he went away boss Stephen Robinson was furious with the penalty award but Mayovsky made no mistake with his spot kick and the striker made it 2-0 on 38 minutes Hayes with the cross and Mayovsky reacted very well to slide the ball in from close range after Carson had looked set to gather the ball so perhaps a finger of blame could be pointed at him for that one. In between those two goals, uh, Scales' header from a corner went just wide as the Dons really dominated and it was no surprise to see them go three ahead after 44 minutes and it was a screamer from debutant uh, Clarkson, the 20-year-old from the edge of the box, high into the net. You can only see more goals for the home side in this half. Uh, St Mirren uh, look a dispirited lot, it has to be said. Stephen Robinson will have some team talk on his hands to try and lift his buddies at the interval it's Aberdeen 3 St Mirren 0 and we'll do a full round up of the half time scores next action as it happens and your reaction
action from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Aberdeen three, St Mirren nil, Mullerwell nil, St Johnston one, Rangers nil, Kilmarnock nil, and Ross County nil. Celtic nil. That's your offering from the top flight in the championship. Not a lot of goals there. Are both nil. Inverness nil. Morton nil. Cove Rangers nil. Partick Thistle nil. Hamilton Ackies one. Wraith Rovers nil. Dundee one. Into Scottish League one. Airdrie one. Falkirk nil. Alloa Athletic one. Kelty Hearts nil. Clyde two. Peterhead two. FC Edinburgh nil. Dunfermline Athletic two. And Montrose nil. Queen of the South nil. Finally in Scotland, League 2, it's Albion Rovers 1, Dumbarton 1, Annan Athletic 1, Stenhouse Muir 0, East 5 0, Bonnie Rig Rose 2, 4 for 0, Stranraer 0, and Stirling Albion 0, Elgin City 2. Now we did say it was the first day back for the English Premier League, a full time result, Fulham 2, Liverpool 2. At the break, Bournemouth 1, Villa 0, Leeds 1, Wolves 1, Newcastle United 0, Nottingham Forest 0. And Spurs 2, Southampton won the later game there is Everton against Chelsea. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.